went away from me. They sacrificed to the bow. And they burned incense to images. Look at what they were doing. God is loving, isn't he? Their lifestyle. God called them from danger. God delivered them from many things. But yet they have this sickness. And they keep on going back and forth. Say, but the more they were called, the more they went away from me. They sacrificed to the bowels. They burned incense to, uh, uh, incense to images. It was I who taught Ephraim to walk. Now God started speaking his heart here. It was I who taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by the arms. But they did not realize it was I who healed them. God has done various things in our lives that we must not forget. We must appreciate God in every way. We must appreciate Him. Many of us do not appreciate one another. We must appreciate people that have loved us. We must appreciate our minister. We must appreciate our leaders. And not to come and talk about it, God Himself. We must appreciate Him. When you wake up in the morning, appreciate God. Let the psalm begin to ring bell for your mouth. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who taught my hands for war, my fingers for battle. For his mercy endures forever. To him who does great wonders. Wonder of sleeping and waking up. You must appreciate. You must be thankful. In this scripture, despite God's, showing love, God's love of failing love towards the people, they still went to be sacrificing bowels. What are the attitudes that you go back into? Because you might be reading this as somebody, eh, I don't, I'm not serving bowels, no. The more God is telling you this is the right way, go, the more you are going on the broad way. The narrow way is the best. No, 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 no. As far as I'm concerned, this is what I want to do. No. These are attitudes. The attitude of the Israelites. They went several with a demonstrate a, a very bad uh, uh, lifestyle before, before the Lord. He said, it was, ah, you taught Ephraim to walk. Let's begin to see how God has set up people to love you. It was I who taught them to, to the word of God. It was high. Who carried this baby in my womb? Amen. Like I keep on telling people, I say mothers do great things to their children. Sometimes I use it to scare my children when I'm talking to them. I said, I'm not Jesus, but my lifestyle is like what Jesus did to the people. I said, I carried you in my womb. When it was time for you to come, I die. For you to come out. Every pregnant woman, you must know this, is not to scare you. The moment the baby is coming out, you die. I'm not talking of cesarean session. If you give that the natural way, when your baby is coming forth, as they are telling you, do the breathing exercise, like I'm practicing some few minutes ago with one of my donors, you just know that if you get to a time, when the baby comes out like this, you die, and then you come back to life. So it's a serious thing. And that doesn't happen, the baby swims in water and blood all the time. And then when you come out, the, mother, the water and blood follow you. So Jesus shed his own blood, but my own blood was poured on your head. <laughs> Do you understand? Like, is it okay? when, when they are trying to, I say, no, 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 come here, come here. I poured my blood on you. Thank God for fathers that put the children there. You understand? But there are some people that really carry the burden. You remember when you get to that last month, when you sleep on one pillow here. That pillow is not enough. You go on the other pillow. You want to share your experience with me? Those of you that are trusting God for this experience, if you come, in the name of Jesus. When you are restless, you are sleepless. You know? It's not very easy. Mothers go through a very long... I'm using it to scare you. Eh, I will be pregnant. Yeah, you will be pregnant in Jesus' name. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Because it's part of life experience. These are the things God started talking about how he took them out of Egypt in their suffering. He said the children of Israel, they cried unto the Lord. And God had their cry. Exodus chapter 2. They cried unto the Lord. God had their cry. And now they began to do things that is not uh, comfortable with God. Is that you in the house? There are ways that God has set people along your path and they have helped you. But you are repaying them for bad. May that not be your portion. But those of you that are doing good, God still wants you to do good. God, you see, I sat down looking. I said, mm. because I told you, when I'm teaching you, I'm also teaching myself. Sat down, there are all these people that you have helped and they are like, uh, you know, you have 10 of you in the family and it's like you picked everybody because God bless you and you are helping them. By the time you finish helping them, they say, what have you done to us? Do you know, God still said, keep on doing what? Loving them. Keep on loving them because with all these things, look at the attitude of the people. They sacrifice to bounds. They burn incense to images. And God was like, what? It was high. You know, because he said, Exodus chapter 20 verse 3, you must not have any other God beside me. But yet, they disobedient to the word of God. They are disobedient to the word of God. They are still serving other God. And that book of Isaiah chapter 1, I'm not able to read that. It is chapter 1, verse 1 to 2, then 4 to 5. And he had of children, they rebelled against me. God was telling them here, he said, uh, uh, it was I who taught Ephraim to walk. Look at your child when they don't know how to walk and you are holding their hands like this. You understand what I'm saying? That is how God was telling us. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, Psalm 144. Who taught my hands for war and my fingers for what? For battle. Bring pastor here. And we will finish and then we come and see apostle. <laughs> it, God taught them to, you know, when you, you don't know how to pray before, it was your mom. That uh, song, uh, that uh, uh, poem, it says, uh, My mother lives to pray and love God's holy book by day. I'm walking with unpleasant way, my mother. When pain and sickness made me cry, who gazed upon my heavy eyes and wept for fear that I should die. You can see the pain. The same thing. God is the one that watches over us. The God said, He who remembers us in a low estate. Psalm 136. Have you thought about the time? That things were not okay, but you cried unto him and he really answered. So God was saying, I'm the one that makes you tete, you know, you say tete, 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 tete. You know, some of you that are African. I'm the one that causes to make you to walk. When they get to 11 months, a boy that starts to walk, the mother is excited. But you know a lot of pain after sitting down, jumping down. So God was reminding them, yes, you follow by. Yes, you bring forth this attitude, you have this attitude problem. You know, some of us, you might... You, you know, attitude problem is more than Baal or Baal or whatever they call them. He said, it was I who taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by the arms. But they did not realize it was I who healed them. Look at the several ways that God has really made you to stand. I was looking at one of my, uh, 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 back of my heel that was drawing me one way or the other. When I read this, I said, God, thank you. Because at the time I cried to God, there is no way. You know, nothing is there, but it's like, this. I have hurting you. I cried to him and Lord healed me. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? So I appreciate it so much. So a lot of us that are sitting down here, appreciate your parents. Amen? I'm talking to children. I appreciate your parents. Make sure that you don't joke with them. Look at the time that you are just swimming in the belly. You don't know anything. The woman was going through it and laughing with you and all this. After you, you, you are out again, it was the woman that was there all the time. The man was just there. They come to instruct. And mothers are the ones that are teaching. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 8. Say fathers instruct and mothers should do what? Teach. So when your father is out to just go and fend or look for something, it's only the mother that is there because she can't resume work at that time. Some have to stay home two and a half years. Some have to stay six months. Some have to stay a day. And they're going to work the second day, but nobody's going to pay the rent. Some of you have, you are privileged now. It's like, in those days, you just give that to the baby, throw the baby at the nanny. Then you go and work. Ah, a lot of you that are coming these days, you are privileged. People. Throw the baby at the nanny because if you don't pay house rent, they, they throw you out. You know what I'm talking about? And you need money, you need to pay your school fees, you need to pay a lot of things. So the Lord will really help us. He said, but they did not realize it was I who healed them. I led them with cords of human kindness. The cord of human kindness. You know, there is a tie. There is something. And God was, the, 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 the friendship cord was there. With ties of love. To them, I was like one who lifts a little child to the cheek. And I bent down. To feed them. That is how God... You know, God is demonstrating parents and sons' relationship here. Parents and daughters' relationship here. He's the one that bent down. Come to our level. And kiss you. You know, it's so, when, the word of God is so sweet. So when you think about all this and you want to serve God more. I'm the one that is showing you the way. Today you are a medical doctor. It is God that has taken you through all this road. Today you are a teacher, it is God. Today you are a lawyer, it is God. Today you are an engineer, it is God. If you don't see God in all this, and you feel, oh, yes, I read my master, I read. Nobody read for me. No, who gave you that wisdom to read? Who gave you that grace that comes upon you? Today you are working as a big man somewhere. Remember that it is God. He took you through all this because he knows you have a destiny. Let us not take God for granted. Sometimes by our, by our lifestyle. You know the man of God has declared this uh, 30 days for prayer. Only prayer. First, second, third. You, you fast if you want to. You fast one of the days. Or you can fast the three days. But the remaining days of the month, you have to pray. Come and pray. Me, I'm tired. I don't have that strength that I supposed to have. No. He said that to you. That is well here. The, what the people were doing. Bible study on Tuesday. You mean we are still doing Bible study? Hey. They won't kill me, you know, because uh, I have an assignment. I have a lot of excuses. You know, the Lord will help us. I'm not safe from that. You know, I always tell you. Because sometimes when I'm being dreaming, I say to him, I say, please, I need to rest. He said, you may rest. My children will go. My family, CFT, will come. So will you rest with that kind of statement? Because uh, I'm flesh and blood to you. Understand? Okay? Because this man, I don't know where I get his strength from. And he's dragging everybody. And I'll be soliciting. He said, don't, don't put yourself as a barrier for these people. You are supposed to, ah. Then I get my own too. So that when I'm telling you this thing, sometimes too, <laughs> it's, it's not easy. Let me tell you. So I don't think mom is very strong. I'm strong in Jesus' name. 
Because when you get, that's why you see me, when you drag me and drag me and sleep, sitting down there. <laughs> you listen, not that I do deliberately. And we, everybody's praying, you will come and whisper and say, you can't sleep. Other people, they did the same work. Even some did more work than you. So get up, get up, dragging me up and down and say, which kind is this, this again? So I, you understand what I'm saying? So we are all learning. And when I read scriptures like this, I thank God for his life. Say, thank you for really helping me. You know, God has done so much for us. You know, that we must not be ungrateful to him. I wrote here that uh, he showed uh, he showed us several ways. I'm going, I can't see my writing properly, but I just want to read it. He showed us several ways on how he demonstrated uh, his love, but they were not thankful. 11, 3 to 4. Look at several ways that he has shown us. He make them to work from verse 3 to 3, because I'm going to ask you that question. So make sure. I'll just say that God showed, the, 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 spoke about the several ways that he has really assisted the people. I said, name them. So things like he said, but the more they were called, the more they, uh, they went away from me, they sacrificed to Baal, all the things God did, and they burned incense for images. It was I who taught Ephraim to walk. Taking them by the arms, what are the things that God has used to assist you? Several times we keep on falling, but he's taking us by his hand, and he's leading us. May we heed to his leading in Jesus' name. He said to them, I was like one who lifted a little child to the cheek, and I bent down to feed them. Will they not return to Egypt? I will not Assyria rule over them, because they refuse to repent. So if God is showing you love, keeping you, and you are still unfaithful, such people will return to Egypt. That's why you see people backslide. Returning to Egypt here is backsliding. You must not backslide in the name of Jesus. He said, because they refuse to repent. What will happen because they refuse to repent? The consequence of their behavior. They live so much sinful life, and the consequence is this. Can somebody quickly read that book of Deuteronomy 21, 18 to 21? Because I put that reference here. Against verse 5. Say, will they not return to Egypt? And will not Assyria rule over them? Because they refuse to repent. 18 to 21. Read the screen there. You see it there. It's there on the screen. Get microphone so that we can see it on the tape. <coughs> Sorry about that. And it starts. If a man has a stubborn and rebellious son, who does not obey his father and mother, and will not listen to them when they discipline him, his father and mother shall take hold of him and bring him to the elders at the gates of his town. They shall say to the elders, the son of ours is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey us. He is a profligate and a drunkard. But it's not, they are not drunkard. You know, maybe they are drunkard in the evil thing that they are doing, drunk in the head. Not because they are drinking. This is how you relate to us here. You understand? Go on. Then all the men of his town shall stone him to death. You must purge the evil from among you. All Israel will hear of it and be afraid. 
Are you listening Amen. to me? The punishment is so great in those days. You know, the elders, they sit at the gate. So I want to salute some of you parents. Some of you parents that have really come to approach Apostle. That's okay. That's what I... To come to approach myself or Apostle, you bring your children. You bring them. This child doesn't let me, oh, Apostle, please pray. And we bring them. And softly, we'll be able to bring them back again. A lot of you that hide your children, you know, instead of bringing them to the elders, you know, we have elders in church. We have people that are very close to you. When your child is disturbing, apart from coming to come to myself, come to Apostle, and then we'll be able to talk to them before the thing gets them more drunk. Are you listening to, to, to this? So that you can relate to this verse. I said, will they not return to Egypt? Because if you don't do the right thing, they will be more rebellious and they will go to Egypt. They will go to the world. That's the time that you hear now that they are getting drunk outside or they are taking cocaine or the things they don't use to do in the church. They are no more coming to choir uh, practice. They are no more coming to uh, usher's meeting. They are no more coming. They, are, they left the church. Do you understand what I'm saying? May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. He said, will they not return to Egypt? And will not Assyria rule over them? Because once they get to Egypt, Assyria is ready there to rule over them. The work of the Assyrians. We have studied in the last thing that we have studied. You know the work of Assyria. What did they do? Go on, get, get my phone and speak. Hard labor. Let me give you your get my phone and speak into it. Don't, don't be afraid, just speak. They destroy the work of God. That is it, Assyria. And devil is one of the Assyrians. They destroy the people of God. They destroy the work of God. All what they want to do is to destroy. And Satan is our number one Assyrian. To kill, to steal, and do what? And destroy. So when you return to Egypt, he said the Assyrians will rule over them. Because they refuse to repent. May we not refuse to repent. There are a lot of us that Assyrian is ruling. When the word of God says this, you follow that. Bring all your tithes and your offerings to the storehouse so that my, we have enough to eat in the, in the household of faith. But you do don't. They are, it's just offering. They can just give you 20 pounds. When you allow the Assyrians, what did Zechariah say? The vision of the scroll. What did he say? He said they become thieves. Their world will be broken. Everything about them will, 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 will be broken into. Don't forget it. Zechariah chapter 5 talks about that. You know, all the things that we are studying will be going in and out of this and you must not forget. A sword will flash in their cities. It will devour their false prophets because there are some prophets too that are making them to continue in their sins. Amen. And put an end to their plans. My people are determined to turn from me. The word determined. May we not be determined to turn from God. Because the more God is pulling them in, the more they are, they, they, they are reluctant, they don't want to come, they are determined to perish. We, we pray for our young ones so that they will not be determined to perish in the name of Jesus. He said, my people are determined to, to, to turn from me. Even though they call me uh, God most high, I will by no means exalt them. May that be, not be a portion in the name of Jesus. How can I give you up, Ephraim? You can see God's love. How can I give you up, my dear? I cannot. I cannot. God cannot give us up. No matter what we are doing, say, when I see the blood, when I see the blood, when I see the blood, I will pass, I will pass 
over you. He's the blood. When Jesus is the blood, he can't give up. He cannot give up. He must draw you back. That's why if you are, if you are the type that are really backslidden, because the blood is speaking concerning you, he will come back. No matter how you backslide, he will come back. And the saints are praying, everything happening, you will come back in the name of Jesus. For adventure that are people that are going through this, your children will come back. Your friends will come back. Your husband will come back. People that are close to your heart, that are dear to you, that have really gone, gone out and gone astray, they will come back in the name of Jesus. Say, so how can I hand you over to Israel? Uh, how can I give you up, Ephraim? How can I hand you over, Israel? How can I treat you like Adma? How can I make you like Zobian? These are the two cities on the plain during the time of Sodom and Gomorrah. You can see that in the book of Genesis 14.8 and Deuteronomy 29.23. Reference to these cities that are on the plain that perish with Sodom. God cannot give you up so that you perish with the world. In the name of Jesus. Let's quickly look at this. Okay. Read that. Uh, let somebody have a microphone. Yeah, microphone. Where is the microphone? Okay. Read, 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 read. I'll give it to Pastor Debbie. Pastor Debbie, yeah, read, 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 read. Before they would Then the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Adma, the king of Seboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zohar, marched out and drew up their battle lines in the valley of Sidim. But when you continue to read, you see that they perish with uh, Sodom. May we not perish with the world. So references of these two places were made. And look at Deuteronomy 29, 23. Deuteronomy 29:23. God was so concerned. He said, How can I treat you like Adma? And how can I make you like Zobin? My heart is changed within me. All my compassion is aroused. We are going to pray tonight that all the compassion of God should arouse on our behalf in the name of Jesus. God is so compassionate. He said, I cannot do without and I don't want you to be destroyed uh, and throw you into the world. He said, my heart is changed within me. All my compassion is aroused. I will not carry out my fierce anger. God is desperate that he wants to do good. He wants his compassion to come upon them. He will not let them go like that and perish. Nor will I devastate the Ephraim again. For I am God and not a man. God is God. Amen. Amen. He's not a man. You know, that God is not a man that he should lie on the son of man that will change his mind. God is always God. Peace is always around God. Even in the midst of terrible things that we do to hurt God and everything, God doesn't want to give us up. He just wants to say, For I am God. He is God. Hallelujah. Let's shout. He is God. And not a man. And he said, The holy one among you. God is holy. And that's why we must make sure that we are holy. I will not come against their cities. They will follow the Lord. He will roar like a lion. When he roars, his children will come trembling from the west. Hallelujah. May we hear the voice of God when he's calling us, even in the midst of a perishing lifestyle. He said he's going to roar like a lion. When he roars, his children will come trembling from the west. They will come from Egypt. May God roar on our behalf in the name of Jesus. 
and bring forth all the perishing in the name of Jesus. Said they will come from east, trembling like sparrows, from Assyria, fluttering like doves. I will settle them in their homes, declares the Lord Almighty. I rest my case here tonight. Is there any question? Yes? Okay, 12. Ephraim, sorry, I didn't even see that. Israel sin. Ephraim has surrounded me with lies. Israel with deceit. And Judah is unruly against God. Even against the faithful Holy One. God has declared that He's holy. You must not do anything to make Him. Sometimes when you lie, you become an, uh, unholy. Amen? So is there any question? It's so self-explanatory. I didn't finish my note here. But I can read some of the notes. Let me see. Did I? Okay. Uh-uh. Why did I write the notes? I thought I wrote a lot of notes. Did I write it somewhere else? Oh. I must have written this in and I didn't say it. God's love for Israel. I just thought that in this chapter, Isaiah shifts to God's intense or strong love for Israel. That's all I just stopped there. I'm going to fill it up. But I think I've really explained most of the things. The more God is helping them, the more they are stubborn before God. I can see God's unfailing love. I pray in Jesus' name that whatever, as you have read tonight, that God's unfailing love continues to shield us. In the name of Jesus. Any question? Any question? If there is no question, I rest my case. But I want us to pray. Amen. And I want you to take it as serious as ever. He says there, but the more they were called, the more they went away from God. They sacrificed to Baal and all the rest of that. We want to pray for people that are backsliding, dead by the voice of God. Remember, I said it's going to roar, it's going to call them back. We are going to pray as men that are backsliding, as men that have decided to bend and go on their own way, that God should take control in the name of let it let it speak forth. And begin to bring them from the east, from the west, from the south. Even members of the church that are backsliding. Some have decided and said because God is not hearing them anymore. They have gone into the world. We want to pray that God will bring them back. Some have gone into the world for various reasons. That God should bring them back in the name of Jesus. We are going to pray that he should roar. Let his compassion. He says here, he said his compassion arouse on their behalf. And he roar like a lion, bringing them back. Let them hear the voice of God from the north, from the west, from the east, wherever they may be. As many people that have take, taken God, God's love for granted, that they will hear God. Call them back home in the name of Jesus. Let's begin to pray. You can sit down. I don't want to talk. Just sit down. But make sure that you are, you are praying. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Let's pray for the church of God all over the world in the name of Jesus. God is demonstrating His love through His compassion in this place. We want to pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus. As many people that are backsliding. As many people that are falling away from you, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, through your compassion and through your love, bring them back in the name of Jesus. Bring them back, bring them back, bring them back. There are some women, their husbands so much love them. Their husbands love them, you know, to a fault. And yet, they are backsliding. The love is like, what, who are you or something like that? The enemy so confused them. His vice versa, the same thing with man. Their wives love them so much that it's like, they, they, they just want to follow their own, bend on their own ways. You want to pray for families that are suffering. 
Even at this time, Lord have mercy. Instead of wrath, have mercy. Instead of wrath, have mercy. The patience which God has for the children of Israel in this scripture. Tell the Lord, tell the Lord, tell the Lord. Let your compassion arouse in the name of Jesus. Let your compassion arouse in the name of Jesus. Let your compassion arouse in the name of Jesus. Father, we want you to speak forth. Father, speak forth to God. The Bible says you are the Holy One. The Holy One of Israel. We want you to roar at this hour. Begin to call the backsliding people. People that they are hard, that, that, that have stony hearts. According to your word in the book of Ezekiel 11.19, you say you will turn the heart of stone into flesh. Father, we pray, O God. Roar, O God, like a lion, O God. And gather your people from Egypt in the name of Jesus. Gather them from Egypt. Let your compassion arouse, O God. Let your compassion arouse, O God. On behalf of every member of Christ and Tabernacle, people that have taken your word for granted, <coughs> let your compassion arouse. People that have taken the word of the man of God for granted, let your compassion arouse. In the name of Jesus, let your compassion arouse. In the name of Jesus, people that have taken their husband for granted, oh God, let your compassion arouse, oh God. Begin to speak to their mind, begin to speak to their ears. People that have taken their wives for granted, let your compassion arouse in the name of Jesus. People that have taken their children for granted, let your compassion arouse in the name of Jesus. Children that have taken their parents for granted, Father, let your compassion arouse, O God, and let them begin to hear you, O God, as you call them out of Egypt in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we glorify your holy name. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. We are still going to pray that prayer because there are many people that take men and women of God for granted. There are people that take their husbands for granted. There are people that take their children for granted and children that take their parents for granted. We want to pray for the compassion of God. God is pouring out his heart here. And he said, when Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, God called him. He delivered us. Look at what God did to us right from the time that he saved us. And he has taken us step by step. To bring us to himself. But yet, attitude problem. Seven bad, the things God said we should not do, those are the things that we do. May the Lord help us. Look at this church, the man of God is going too far. In God, and he wants us to be where he is. He wants us to be where Jesus is. And he's drawing us every day. Sometimes the enemy makes us to be tired. He wants us to pray here. Every six, every seven to eight, we must be here. How many people, if not for the grace of God, we can't be here. So you want to pray. Let your compassion arouse, especially for those people that are taking him or taking God for granted. Let your compassion, taking their parents for granted, taking their children for granted, taking their friends for granted, taking their husbands for granted. Let the compassion of God arouse so that he will draw them with a loud voice. Begin, they will hear, I say, my sheep hear my voice. The voice of stranger did not follow. As many people that have heard the voice of stranger, they begin to hear Jesus' voice. And they will be drawn to him in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray again. Lord, in the name of Jesus, let your compassion arouse, O God. Your compassion, your compassion. The more you are speaking to us, the more you want us to be saved. The more you want us to be close to your heart. The more sin we commit, the more wayward ways we tread, O God, in the name of Jesus. 
Let your compassion arouse, O God. And let us hear your voice, O God, like the lion, the lion of the tribe of Judah. We want to hear you. Let us hear your voice as you call us, O God. The Bible says concerning the voice of what? Crying in the wilderness. Yet a second that you are preparing the way for the Lord. And that's the voice of John the Baptist. Even the queen and the king in the palaces, they heard this voice, O God. Let us speak to us, O God. Let us hear you. Let us hear you. Let us hear you, the Baptist Christian. As you are calling on their behalf, O God. Let them hear you, O God, through our voices, O God. In the name of Jesus, let them hear you. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And in that verse 12, it talks about Israel's sin again. Ephraim has surrounded me with lies. A lot of us are like this, as he's speaking about. Israel with deceit. Is that you in the house? Even against the faithful Holy One, we keep on lying. And Judah is unruly against God. Unruly. Look at those three words. Lies, deceit, unruly. Against the faithful. Lord, make us faithful, O God. Paradventure, we are, we are liars, deceiving people, unruly against you. Father, make, because you, O God, that has called us, you are faithful. Make us faithful. Take away every lying spirit from us. Take away every deception from us. Take away every unruly attitude from us. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, the Lord, the faithful, holy, the holy faithful one, O oh God, that's who you are, Lord. Father, let your faithfulness come upon us. He said, you that has called us, you are holy, so we must live a holy life. Lord, I pray at this hour, take away every form of lies. Take away every form of lies from us. Take away every form of attitude that makes us to be ungodly. Father, take away deception from us in the name of Jesus. Judah is unruly against God. Judah is unruly. Judah is supposed to be praised. We are supposed to be full of praise. We are supposed to be righteous. But instead it's unruly. We are supposed to live a righteous holy life. He said, but it's unruly. Judah is supposed to be praising God. Judah is supposed to reflect God in worship, in praise in various ways. He said, but it's unruly. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we pray tonight, O oh God, take away every form of lie. Take away every form of lie. Take away every form of deception. Father, take away every form of unruly in our lives, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. Make us faithful. Because you that has called us, you are faithful and you are holy. So clothe us with your holiness. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because the Bible says, while we are yet speaking, he has answered. Let's just lift up our voice and thank God for answered prayer. Lord, I thank you, God, for answered prayer. Thank you for answered prayer. I believe God answers prayer. I am sure He answered prayer. I have proved Him He answers prayer. Glory to His name. Father, we believe that our prayers have been answered. We believe that our prayers have been answered. We believe that our prayers have been answered. You have clothed us with your faithfulness. Thank you for removing deception. Thank you for removing unruly lifestyle from us. Thank you for removing lying from us in the name of Jesus. Our lips will now sing of your praise. Our lips will now sing of your God. Yet and we sing of your righteousness. We will praise your God. Every day we praise your God. Yet and we Clothe us, O God, with a robe of righteousness. 
that we might reflect you in various ways in our lives. Thank you, everlasting Father. Father, may your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. It seems you have not prayed. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, everlasting Father. I rest my case here.